The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, today we'll be starting with breaking news. Reports of a terror attack at a gas station near Ilium, the West Bank, Judea and Samaria. On the line now to tell us more, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Good afternoon, Rolene. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. Not an easy way to mm. start today's sure. show, but before I get into the uh, the breaking news, I just want to raise an issue that I have raised before, and that is where you get your news and uh, to ensure that you get your news from reputable sources. I know that many people out there follow WhatsApp groups, Telegram groups that uh, might have very big followings, but they are not always accurate and the news is not always current. Please double check where you get your news. Make sure that sources are cited and that you can always follow up where the story comes from. Please don't fall into the trap of just because it's got a huge following on social media that it must be a, uh, a credible source. It's extremely important, especially in days like yesterday and today where we do have escalations. So please keep that in mind when you get your sources. If you can't find it, if you, if you don't have a credible uh, source where the news is coming from, uh, and these WhatsApp groups should always cite their sources. Please ensure that you double check. But uh, a very, very difficult way to start today's broadcast with news that just several hours ago, four Israelis were murdered at a petrol station in the settlement or the Yishuv of Eli in Judea and Samaria. So uh, what we know so far is that uh, the terrorists arrived in a black SUV, one open fire in Hummus Eliyahu, which is a restaurant kind of attached to the, uh, the, the garage, and then open fire. We know that one armed uh, civilian was able to shoot one of the terrorists. The IDF are currently on a manhunt for the other. Uh, we also know that Hamas and Islamic Jihad have lauded the attacks, calling it a revenge for yesterday's operation in Jenin. Just to um, uh, recap, yesterday, Israeli Defense Force personnel, along with the ISA, which is the Shabak, and the border police uh, embarked on counter-terror operations in Jenin. Four Palestinians were killed and seven um, Israeli soldiers were moderately to lightly injured, uh, as well as one canine. The canine, Dago, I know many of you have been messaging me asking how Dago is. He has been released from the hospital. He is doing uh, okay, thank goodness. Um, uh, but uh, this is the situation currently. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with those that are injured and, of course, with the four families whose loved ones went to a petrol station and, have, uh, and, and won't be coming home. Meanwhile, in the West Bank, Palestinians are celebrating and handing out sweet treats. Mm. 
Yes, Rolene. Yeah, let's see again now what, what story we're going to be dealing with uh, when we meet again tomorrow. But anyway, yeah, condolences to the family and prayers. Let's just hope that this can come to an end soon. Let's now move on. Uh, the Ukrainian First Lady is now in Israel, uh, who has learned quite a bit about what Israel has to offer. Tell us about uh, her visit. Well, the First Lady of Ukraine, Alina Zelenska, is in Israel. She arrived yesterday. She is being hosted by our First Lady, Mikhail Herzog. She is here to look at uh, ways that Israel deals with trauma, specifically children impacted by, by war. She's also here right. to visit Ukrainian soldiers who are being treated in Israeli hospitals and also learn from Israeli humanitarian organizations. Uh, yesterday, uh, she had a meeting with President Herzog and the First Lady and then went to Sheba Hospital. Sheba Hospital, which incidentally has just signed a massive me- uh, memorandum of agreement with the United Arab Emirates to cooperate on health care issues. But she says, uh, the First Lady, Olena Zelenska, says Israel is a role model. You thrive under incessant attack. She says, unfortunately, you have rich experience in helping to mm-hmm. uh, help children cope with trauma. And she says, we cannot cope an, uh, alone. So she is here in Israel hoping to establish um, humanitarian and medical ties between Israel and uh, Ukraine. And she goes on to say, we need programs that support mental health and assist in the rehabilitation of injured citizens, including children, adults, and the elderly. Our healthcare system cannot cope alone. So uh, she is very, very impressed by what she sees, very moved by what she sees. Our um, first lady, Mikhail Herzog, has said, you know, we're very pleased that you came here to see for yourself the special treatment for children. Israel is very proud and we want to share our knowledge, infrastructure and excellent medical facilities with those in need around the world. Now, just as we're speaking about Ukraine, and uh, uh, today is International Refugees Day, um, Israel, uh, and particularly organizations um, like Access Israel, were instrumental in helping people from Ukraine evacuate safely. We spoke about it in, in length as the war broke out. But what has been a a story that not many people know is that Access Israel, which is an NGO that works for accessibility for people who are uh, uh, challenged uh, mobility-wise, they started a special program called uh, Purple Vests, Mm -hmm. which allows the vulnerable, like the elderly and those who need assistance with uh, mobility uh, have easy access to people who will be able to understand their unique needs and ensure that they are evacuated to safety. Oh, Raleigh, okay, let's just uh, cast a little light and a bit of, uh, shall we say, a feel-good atmosphere on our discussion this afternoon. Let's look at the Israeli-Arab team winning uh, the European Beach Soccer Championship. Wow, Israeli football really coming to the fore, given they brought home the bronze from the Under-20 World Cup. Now they're doing this. Well, yes, it is quite amazing. And you know what uh, saddens me is that there is not a lot of investment in Israeli sports. It's something that we are noticing that uh, we we don't seem to see the investment in coaching, in, in infrastructure, and yet our sportsmen and women 
are really, really performing well. We've had a, a series of medals coming in from the European champions, uh, championships in, in a number of different sports, in, including Paralympic. But this is a particularly moving story. This is an Arab-Israeli team. They come from Kfar Qasem, and uh, they won the gold in international uh, beach soccer. I mean, I didn't know that international beach soccer was a, a, a thing, but they've really beaten it, the odds. It is uh, great. Yeah. And um, wow. uh, they have really done extraordinarily well. You know, really, it'll be very interesting to actually find out, as you've just mentioned now, investment in, in uh, sport. And, and why is that, uh, that the case that there's a lack of it? Uh, perhaps that could, that's for another day, for a conversation another day. Would really love to delve deep into that and just find out, uh, what is Israel's plan? As you say, there's so many aspiring sports people out there wanting to get out there. And of course now they'd need this, need the support structures in one of you. Perhaps, as I mentioned, just a suggestion. Let's look into that uh, in, a, in, a, in another discussion. Unfortunately, we don't have enough uh, time once again. But just one more thing I'd like to uh, run by you. Tel Aviv has been chosen as the happiest city in the world. Tell us more. What makes it so yes. happy? The Travel Magazine who have right. written a, a beautiful op-ed on places you should go to and things mm-hmm. you should see in Tel Aviv have voted Tel Aviv the happiest city in the world. And they say they don't know if it is the people, the food, the vibe, uh, the, the sun and the sea. But Tel Aviv has been voted by the Travel Magazine to be the happiest city in the world. Oh, that's a real happy note. I would love to visit Tel Aviv one day and decide for myself exactly what makes Tel Aviv very happy. Raleen, always great chatting to you. Thanks so much once again for joining us and giving us uh, the background as to what's happening in Israel at this moment. Let's just hope that, that terror, these terror attacks can cease. What have you? And some, peace, some kind of peace and understanding can prevail for once. But uh, as I've mentioned, let's see what story Raleen and I will be chatting about tomorrow. Raleen Marks, our correspondent from Israel giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.